habit. He had this self-control that after a long night, you know, if, that were, if it were me, I'd be like, hey, I deserve to sleep in. I, you know, I had a long, you don't know what I did. I had this really hard night. And, and Jesus models something just really significant for us. And there's many, many other places. But I just want to share with you that one place that, um, and I'll share with you one another later, but that, that Jesus models this idea of self-control. All right, so let's look at this for just for a few minutes here in Galatians chapter 5, when Paul says, if you live by the Spirit, your life will be marked by self-control. The, the old um, King James Version has a different word there. It's, a, it's kind of a, a word we don't use very much anymore, but the word is temperance. Temperance. And we use a shorter version of the word, temper, so, right, if you lose your temper, you've lost control. The, the, uh, the word, though, the interesting, the, the Greek word is it's a two-part word, and the root of the word means strength or power, and the prefix part of the word means is ego, which is the word you get for you or myself. And so it's this idea of an inner strength, that you have the strength, the ability, the power to control your desires. So it's an inner strength. Um, the Apostle Peter uses another word in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He says this, he says, be sober-minded. And that word has the idea of that you have sound judgment, that you can think carefully, that you understand how important it is to control your desires. So those two words, it's an inner strength and a sound judgment. So here's my kind of expanded definition of self-control. Self-control is this. Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit for your benefit. Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit for your benefit that provides you with an inner strength guided by clear thinking to control your desires or feelings. I'll say it one more time. Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit for your benefit to help your life be more beautiful, to help your life be more enjoyable, that provides you with an inner strength guided by clear thinking to control your desires or feelings. Now, I can tell you right now, just even that idea of governing or controlling our desires, that is, goes against you. That goes against me. Um, we just don't, there's nothing that we really like about it at all. Um, this summer, I mentioned this, uh, last summer or August of this year, we went to Pigeon Forge for a baseball tournament. And one of the things they had, they had this really fun uh, go-kart wooden track go-kart thing where you're racing around, right? And of course, you know, within a, a few seconds, it turns into a race. And so we're all going as fast as we can. And I, you know, I've got this thing floored, maximum power, and it just kind of like stops, right? And they have these little things on the motor that stop them from going very fast. They have put governors on the motors. And we don't, I don't like that. I want to go, listen, my desire, I'm in last place. I want to go faster. I want to go faster. I want to go faster. If there's something within all of us, we do not want to be controlled. We do not want our desires, our feelings to be controlled. So we have to be aware of that. And Paul says that in verse 17. He says, I'll read it just really quick. For our, the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So they oppose each other. So you, we all have to be aware there's something within us that rejects self-control, that rejects the idea of controlling our thoughts, our desires, our emotions. We just do whatever we feel like doing. That's what, how we want to live our lives, with no self-control. 
That's why Paul says in Galatians that it's the fruit of the Spirit, that there's something very valuable about it. So that's what the word means. It means that we have a, an ability, a gift from the Holy Spirit to control our desires. Now, why is that important? Turn, if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Proverbs for just a second. Proverbs chapter 25. Uh, the, the book of Proverbs is known for its clear and simple wisdom. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28 says this. A person without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So this is a comparison proverb. It's talking about in ancient times that if a city did not have a wall around it, you were vulnerable to attack. In fact, in Nehemiah chapter 1, when the Israelites had to exile and flee Jerusalem, uh, Nehemiah writes this, that people are in great trouble and shame. The walls of Jerusalem are broken down and the city gates are destroyed by fire. And so the point is this, is that without self-control in your life, without some inner strength in your life to control your emotions, your desires, your feelings, you're putting yourself at risk. You're putting yourself at danger. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous calls this self-will run riot. That without self-control, you'll do things, you'll say things that are dangerous for yourself. Maybe you've heard of uh, the seven deadly sins. Well, three of them are related to excess, are related to this inability to control your desires. Uh, gluttony, avarice, and lust are all about not being able to put a limit on our desires. So, let me give you just a short list of some specific ways that self-control will help you. And to view it as this, that this is a gift from the Holy Spirit to help you live your life. So, number one, the, help, the uh, self-control will help guard your life against temptation. Self-control helps protect your life against temptation. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 27 says this, Can a person scoop fire into your lap and not be burned. Can you play with fire in your lap and not be No, you can't. You will get burned. And the immediate context of Proverbs chapter 6 is sexual temptation. So self-control helps guard you against temptation by having the inner strength, having the clear thinking of knowing when to walk away from situations, knowing when to close down this page on online or, or walking away from something you're walking, watching. Galatians, excuse me, Genesis chapter 4 verse 6 says this, that sin crouches low, that sin is laying low in your life and it's looking for just the right opportunity to pounce. It has the picture of a wild cat in a stealth maneuver sneaking up and self-control says this, that I am going to have the inner strength, I'm going to have the clear thinking that I know there are things in my life, there are times in my life when I've got to walk away. Another way that self-control helps you with temptation is with food temptation. Food temptation. Now, th this is an interesting one. I, I, don't, um, I don't normally think of myself as a glutton. Um, I normally don't think of myself as one who enjoys candy until, 
until I looked by my bed and saw the pile of candy wrappers of all the candy I stole from my children from Halloween. <laughs> and it sneaks up on you. I was like, man, this is there's like a pile of, of wrappers. And, um, and here's, here's what happens. Listen, one is good, two is better, three is supreme, and this keeps, right? There's no self-control. It just keeps going. And listen, that is true within all. In fact, here's the Proverbs. It's true within all of us. Proverbs 25. You can find a proverb for just about anything. Proverbs 25, 27. It is good to not eat too much honey. Think about how practical the Bible is in helping us live the Christian life. It's this practical. It's this useful. How hard is it for all of us to walk away from food and say, that's enough to stop. We like it. We want more. We want to keep going. So the Bible is saying, is teaching us that, that the Holy Spirit is there to help you, to guide you, even in these most simple, practical things. Can you demonstrate that you have the inner strength to say no to food? <coughs> Maybe even more significant, I spent a, a fair amount of time this week thinking about this that the Holy Spirit gives us self-control, gives us the inner strength to guard against the temptation to live in despair, to live in hopelessness. This is a, this is a, a nuanced problem, uh, despair and discouragement and living in darkness. So I don't in any way want to oversimplify it. But I do believe that we have to be alert to how easy it is to live in despair, to live in discouragement, to allow our thoughts to go to a dark place. And the Holy Spirit gives us this gift of self-control, this inner strength to, to not indulge the darkness. And we, we do. Listen, I, we want to indulge in self-pity. Self-pity provides an opportunity to indulge in despair and discouragement and depression and hopelessness and all of these things because we feel like we have the right. We've been hurt. And therefore, I have the right to indulge in self-pity. Listen, the reality is this, that every one of us here has been hurt, has pain in our lives, and the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of self-control to not indulge that. I read... Um, <clears throat> I read, this is Proverbs chapter 31, verse 18. And here's, here's how self-control helps. Write this down. This, is, this verse has meant so much to me this week. I'll read it to you. Proverbs 31, verse 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be discouraged. When, we, when you are tempted to go down that road of discouragement, of despair, of hopelessness. Have this self-control to, to put a check on your thoughts and begin to quote and memorize God's word to give you hope. <laughs> the Lord goes before you. In fact, Jesus says something very similar, that he gives us the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans. I am your advocate. I am here to speak truth. I am here to encourage you on your behalf to bring hope and to bring light, to bring truth into your life. And this is where it is so important that the Christian life is not easy. It takes self-control.
to not go down these paths of darkness in our thoughts and to have the discipline, have the control to memorize scripture, to, to invest uh, truth into your heart and in, into your life. All right, let's go on from temptation. Self-control um, also helps with how we relate to other people. Self-control, having the ability to control your desires, your emotion, helps you in your relationships with, other, uh, with others. Here's another example. Self-control helps you with anger, with fits of anger. In fact, if you go back to Galatians, Paul says that if you live by the flesh, one of the things that will show up in your life is fits of anger. That means you're losing your cool. That means you're losing your temper. In Ephesians, Paul says that if you indulge in anger, you are giving the enemy, the devil, a foothold into your life. Here's one way to think about that for a moment. Just imagine, just to help us picture this, imagine your, your life is, is a mountain. All right? And the enemy, the devil, is trying to climb up the mountain. The, the devil, the enemy, is a rock climber. And the only way he can gain traction into your life is by giving him foothold, by giving him things to sink his hands and his feet into. And Paul says in Ephesians that one of the main ways he does that is through anger. Unresolved anger. Unjustified anger. Bitterness towards other people. That's why Paul says this, that the Holy Spirit is for your benefit, to give you a beautiful life. And if you allow anger and bitterness to grab a hold of you, there are spiritual implications to that and to your life that it gives the enemy a foothold into your life. Self-control teaches you to govern your desires. It puts a limit on your feelings to get even. Self-control guards your, your sense of justice and retaliation. So the Holy Spirit gives us self-control to live with His inner strength. It gives us clear thinking on how we're to live our lives. Another way that the Holy Spirit um, benefits us with, with uh, self-control is with hurtful words. Think about how easy it is to, just to spew hurtful, hurtful words. Proverbs 21, verse 23 says this, Whoever keeps his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. If you can control, and James talks a lot about this, if you can control the words that come out of your mouth, it reveals that something is going on internally, that the Spirit has control over your life. In fact, James says something quite, quite catching for us. He says this, that in James chapter 1, that your relationship with God is worthless if you cannot control the words that come out of your mouth. You see how, how Paul, when he writes Galatians chapter 5, and he says that living by the Spirit is for your life. It's for, it's for you to live a beautiful life. And the opposite, living by the flesh, it creates anger, it creates spiteful words. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 8 says this, that your words are like a deadly arrow. That's how much damage hurtful words can have. And the Spirit says, you know what? You can live with an inner strength. You can live in a way that you don't have to retaliate. 
Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit for your benefit that provides you with an inner strength and, and guided by clear thinking to control your desires or feelings. Well, how do we... Oh, let me finish up my last point. How do we make self-control stick? How do we... How do we, when we leave here in Monday through Friday, Thursday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, how do we help this stick into our lives? How do we get this into the routine of our lives? Well, like anything else, when we talk about the how-to of the Christian life, we always look to Jesus Christ first. We always look to Jesus as our example. And we have to first, we have to be on guard against a counterfeit self-control. What is the counterfeit self-control? It's called willpower. It's called self-discipline. And what happens is willpower and self-discipline, they have value. The danger of willpower or self-discipline apart from the Spirit is this really bad thing begins to creep into our life. It's called pride. And pride, pride is one of the most dangerous things that can grow and appear in our lives. So we have to be very careful. I'm not talking about you developing grit and, and self-will and self-discipline independent from Jesus Christ. I'm talking about that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the free grace that he gives us creates an internal transformation in your life. And the fruit or the grace or the gift of that is self-control so that you can live a beautiful life. So how do we make it stick? Number one, you do this. You choose, you choose the important over the urgent. You begin your day by choosing what's important over then what's urgent. And here's what's important. What's important is you following Jesus Christ in every area of your life. That you apply <clears throat> the life of Christ into every area of your life the areas we've even talked about this morning. We've talked about temptation. We've talked about things as simple as food and other things and despair, that we are applying Jesus Christ to every area of your life. And you do that by starting the day by saying this, that what's important to me, what's important is you live a life pleasing to Jesus, to Jesus Christ. And here's what's urgent. What's urgent is your desire. What's urgent is something, listen, this is, you can bank this for the rest of your life. What's urgent is there will always be something in your life that will try to bring joy into your life other than Jesus Christ. That's what's urgent. There will always be something. It'll be a phone. It'll be an email. It'll be a friend. It'll be a spouse. It'll be a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It'll be a job. It'll be money. There will always be something to take the place of Jesus Christ. And if you're going to have self-control stick and be a part of your life, you're going to live with a lifestyle where you're thinking and contemplating what's important in my life, what's truly important. You're starting the day thinking about what is important and you're not allowing the urgent to take precedence over what's important. That's why Paul says, and we read this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul says, for the sake of the gospel, not for the sake of self-will or for the sake of discipline, for the sake of the gospel, I will discipline myself. I will live with self-control because I understand what's important. That I will not allow the urgent, all these things pulling at me to take place. There is, an, there is a great story, and I'll finish with this. <clears throat> There's a great story in Acts 
chapter 23 that illustrates this. All right? So Acts chapter 23, it's near the end of the book of Acts. And um, the Apostle Paul is taken before religious leaders. I won't read it. Let me just, I don't want to ru ruin the story. It's such a great story. It, <clears throat> I'll, just, I'll, I'll be brief, but I'll just give you some of the highlights. So Paul is standing um, before Ananias, the high priest. Verse 2, and it says this, And the high priest Ananias commanded those, this is Paul, he's preaching the gospel, standing before Ananias now, he gets in trouble for preaching the gospel. Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him in the mouth. So, punch him in the face. The apostle Paul is standing there. Now, here is a perfect example of self-control. Right? Now, most people, if you say something that hurts, or if you're going to get hit or something, you're going to react. All right, and somehow, Paul, this is what I love. So here's this argument. So here's what Paul says. Then Paul says to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. So Paul, Paul's like locked and loaded with a comeback. So he gets hit in the face, and he says, God's going to, so that's even better, right? Like, God's going to hit you back. So that's what he says. And then, then Paul says, um, he begins quoting scripture. And here, here is the point. He, he, it's just great argument. It'd be a great story. It's just argument going on. These two guys, powerful people, and they're arguing back and forth. One guy says, punch the other guy. The other guy says, no, God's going to get you. And then Paul begins quoting Scripture back to him. And that's what I mean when I say that you choose the important thing over the urgent thing. That, that Paul had gotten to this place in his life that when you wanted to react, when you wanted to retaliate, when you wanted to say that word back, you know what came to his mind? Was, was scripture. So let's go back to despair for a moment. When you're feeling tempted to go down this dark road of despair and discouragement, instead of indulging in that, quote Deuteronomy, God goes before you. He will not leave you. He will not lead you to a place of discouragement and despair. He goes before you. The Lord your God is one. Jesus says this, I will not leave you as an orphan. I promise to give you the Holy Spirit, an advocate who speaks truth into your life. Don't go down this road of darkness. Living by the Spirit is for your benefit to give you a beautiful life. It is the role of the Holy Spirit to, treat, to speak truth into your life and not allow temptations to override you, to give you self-control, to have this inner strength to know in your heart what is true and what is right with clear thinking. The Apostle Paul got to the point in his life where he was living by the principle that what is important always takes precedent over the urgent. And what's important in our lives as a church family and in your own personal life as that you seek to follow Jesus Christ in every area of your life, wherever that may lead, that we see Jesus Christ as our Lord and we're following Him, even when it's hard sometimes. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, we do ask that Your Holy Spirit would be here this morning to fill our lives. We, we confess that the flesh is real and alive and we need moment by moment to yield our lives to Your Spirit to encourage us, to guide us, and as we learned this morning, to live with self-control. Father, I pray that 
um, for all the parents here who are raising kids, that we would have um, self-control with how we speak to our children, um, to our spouses. And um, for those who are not there yet in, in their lives in that area, I, I pray that you would begin to cultivate that now and grow that now, self-control, that, that our reaction is not hurtful words, not anger, not spitefulness, but gentleness. Father, we need you. We need your son Jesus every day. We thank you that you give us the gift of your spirit who wants to grow within us self-control. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen.